nice. Classic, solid can. Seven and a half. Welcome in. Cheers. No puns allowed. Adam Cheers. and Paige. Um, Masters. Lots of stuff going on. Sports. Yes. Spring games. I have spring game thoughts. I know you, your spring game stance anti- before we entered in. Yes. Yes, but these I'm anti-spring game. <laughs> We got, we've got a lot to talk about. First first and foremost, how are you? You are home now. You were in Arizona yep. last time we connected, so you're homebound. Yeah, I have not been in my, like, quote, studio yes. um, in a while, and I'm back with the bobbleheads that everybody uh, loves, so I'm happy to be, like, home for a little bit, at least. Been on the road a lot, uh, a lot going on over here, so happy to be sort of in a little bit of off-season mode, not crazy off-season mode. It's um what we're two weeks from the or yeah, two weeks from the draft. Yeah. Um which I'm excited about, which starts to get weird, especially as a Jets fan. This is my Super Bowl because they suck so bad. So this is like, you know, the time where we have hope runs eternal. We got lots of football things to talk about, including our rankings. But we start let's start sad. It is sad. Yes. Dwayne Haskins, the news that comes out, obviously gone. Uh, way too soon. I don't. I, I don't know how to like say this. And every time, uh, it was painful, honestly, to see media people try to say this. That was maybe the worst part. Page throughout all mm-hmm. this, the, beyond the tragedy itself, was um, media people try to show a soul in talking about the passing of another human being, whether it was Adam Schefter. Or, oh my God! Like the Gil Brandt stuff. But beyond that, um, God damn it. Just goddamn it. And I think from a college standpoint, I watched Ryan Day's press conference. I don't know if you saw that. Um, mm-hmm. You could feel the soul of a program in Ohio State. You could feel his soul. I think he spoke to the connection, like Ryan Day being in the job that he's in, perhaps because of Dwayne Haskins. And yeah. like so often we try to quantify someone's, um, like eulogize someone through their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Like he was really, really good in college. And I think I could do a full stop. Like, God damn, it's just you young people passing like that. I think to me it's just it's hard to quantify it in 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 words, just just quite honestly. Yeah, I think sometimes we in the industry that we're in, it's so easy to criticize and whether it be them as a person, them as their performance on and off the field, like I don't know, there's just something that it really struck me how hard it was for people to like separate the two I mean for everybody like yeah normal folks like ourselves like it's very normal to be like wow he was a human being that's so devastating that's your first reaction and for some people they're so programmed to be in this like journalist mode like robot mode of like this is the information that we sort of forget that these people are people and mm-hmm. have loved ones regardless of the performance or their their trajectory through the NFL, that stuff is like very secondary, very secondary. Yeah. Um, and like you said, his impact on Ohio State, the way we viewed Ohio State in terms of like the larger scale, Ryan Day, like everything, It he had such a big impact. And I'm sure like we don't even know the impact he had on people personally. And so that whole situation with the, the Schefter tweet and, you know, people saying certain things, um, after his death was just kind of a reality check that like, hey, some of the people that even on this podcast we're going to criticize are still human beings. They could be gone at any moment. Oh, yeah. Like just a reminder that like what they do on a football field doesn't actually matter that much. Um, there's so much more to life. Um, but I did. I'm glad that we get to like say, you know what, that is such a tragedy. And I am praying for his family and his loved ones I because I can't imagine 
losing someone that way so tragically. And it's it's hard. It's hard to think that we get smacked with that reality. Um, it feels like a lot lately. <laughs> I, it is. And I will say, just from a, in a, a college – this is a college football podcast. But just from a college football, like – we associate, we put these titles on players, you know, when they go to the NFL, which I always take very personally to begin with, right? Yeah. Like, to me, my connection to a player is like what, on the college football side, what they brought. Mm-hmm. And yes, I guess, secondary to the life, father, you know, the husband, son, all of these things. He was really good at Ohio State. Like my, like people like forget, like when I think of Ohio State, you know, Justin Field and CJ Stroud and like, this engine, like, unbelievably gifted and the accomplishments on the college level that we wrote about, that we watched, like, there's some lasting memories there in terms of connections to it. But, yes, that is still secondary to everything, and it does. I see people tweeting, and I see like, – Adam Schefter doesn't mean to sound insensitive. Like, no. I, that's just a freaking mistake. Like, you have a guy that's trying to do too much that has honestly owned it, I thought was pretty cool, maybe a couple of days late, but, like – is trying to do too much and trying to quantify his people's accomplishments or lack thereof at a time where you don't need to. Like, I don't want to like uh, rail on Adam Schefter, which I feel like I've done like, by the way, like the last three months for <laughs> stupid shit. Um, it's just, it actually gives me caution when talking about these things. I see that yeah. and I say like, I don't, I don't want to do that because I could be see how you're able to do it. And no, completely. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I like I said, I the main takeaway for me in terms of like that whole Twitter fiasco on the, the day that we all found out and everything that happened was, wow, I really want to be mindful of the things that I do say. Like, yes, you're yeah. obviously people who play sports know that they're going to be criticized for their play and things like that. But I think, you know, especially I feel like with NFL players and things not working out and the awareness of like players' mental health and like the situations that they're in and not knowing all of the detail and thinking we know all of the detail of certain things because reporters are saying one thing, but really it's a big smokescreen for, you know, an agent wanting to prop their guy up or the team wanting to tear that guy down to make the situation a certain way. So I feel like it just reminded me that like, we don't know everything and it's okay to not have a criticism of someone if you don't need to. And especially during like a sensitive time or when they express that they have things going on or, or are struggling with certain things. and Because, I mean, he talked about, you know, struggling with the, like, noise that was happening in, and all of the criticism. So it's, it's just something to be mindful of. And I think it's a great reminder for people like us, people who are, you know, quote, journalists, um, you know, who, who do this job and are reporting things um, as direct as possible because that's what we're taught yeah. in journalism school. But it's, you forget that like we're all humans and that's okay. We're allowed to be human and have those human moments. And on the reverse side, like Adam Schefter messed up, he's human as well. And hopefully like this changes things moving forward and people are a little bit more mindful. There is no good way to segue from that, especially in a podcast no. that is largely um, to humans drinking beer, but I'm going to segue to JT yes. Daniels. Um, we haven't had like college football news the last couple of months. I feel like it's no. been quiet, but there is at least some news. JT Daniels, uh, who I kind of forgot about, Paige, I'm being honest, uh, has a new team. That team is West Virginia. Now, like my first reaction to this was like, I feel like he's like, okay, 
Give me, I need the top five teams that I'm not going to get fucking hosed at if I go. That like a Stetson Bennett's going to appear or I'm going to be benched or like give me. And I feel like (laughs) West Virginia is like ding, ding, ding. Like that's the team. So I actually don't hate it. Like West Virginia is a team that uh, like has flirted with some good wins, has flirted with some really bad losses, has just been like a. Uh, I think I, were, I was pretty bullish on them entering. Uh, I know I had the win total over last year, and they just – it's been up and down. I, I want this – like, I want to see who he is. Like, yeah. I have no idea other than, you know, this was a kid, like, who, like, you know, before Bryce Young, they put, they went to the same high school. Like, this was the guy. This is one of the, like, the most blue-chip quarterback recruits of the last 10 years, and – here we are like three years later, four years later, and we don't have a fucking clue still how good he can be, but we know he's yeah. had injury trouble. So I'm I'm excited for him just because I want to know definitively, like, what do we have here? Yeah, I think this could, like you sort of said, this is more about going to a place where you can just play football. Like there's not yeah. really a lot of the noise that he had in the other places that he went to school. Um what an exhausting journey. I I think about oh like even just like transferring once is a lot, but just like multiple times. I think about being a regular student, let alone a student athlete. Um, but you know what? Good for him. And I think I think he can focus on football. And I really like you said, I think we're definitely gonna see, you know, who he is. May it may not be in like the strongest conference in the world on the best team in the world, but you can still pick players out who are good. And I think it's definitely gonna help him to be in a better um like more calm, less noisy environment in terms of like reaction to things. Like the reactions aren't as extreme as as the other places he's been. Um, so I think mentally for him that'll be um, way better. Yeah, it gets to partner with Graham Harrell again, which is going to be fun. The offense should be better. It just dude's got to stay on the field. Dude's got to stay on the field. If he does, like he has a chance uh, to be really, really good. And speaking of, I don't know, really good, really. We got to talk about Clemson. I know spring game. This is the spring game portion of the podcast. Uh, despite Paige's better efforts to not talk about the spring game, I'm not going to talk about the Nebraska spring game. Um, sorry, Jason, but we should talk about Clemson's spring game. So, okay, our friend DJ, who mm-hmm. we have been talking about, and Clemson, like who looked like a number one overall pick as a freshman last year, struggles accuracy. Yeah. Everything. The offense was bad. They won a bunch of games. Decision-making was bad. All of it. His spring game numbers. And there's two sets of numbers I'll go through. But first one, okay. 17 of 36 for 175 yards and, and an interception. Um, I would not normally worry about spring game numbers. But that mm-hmm. stat line is like a perfect synopsis of what we saw last year. Now... I've read that he's going to get try and lean down. Like this is a family of big men. Human beings. His yes. dad is his was four hundred pounds and a bodyguard. His younger brother Mateo is one of the best. Who knows tight ends or defensive linemen yeah. in the country is two hundred eighty pounds and put together. So like DJ's weight has always been an issue. So it, it, he's trying to get in better shape. Not that he was really in bad shape, but he's trying to refine it. But Paige, I got to say, like if I'm a Clemson fan or a DJ fan. I would be a little bit alarmed by this or not really necessarily surprised. Yeah, I there is a tweet out there in the Twitterverse of me saying that I do believe that DJ can take a leap from last year to this year. Um, this is very concerning 
like you said, I don't want to buy too much stock in a spring performance. Agreed. But I think one thing that I have noticed is I wish there was a little bit more like fire. Like I feel like it's like, okay, this will just get better. No worries. Like we're okay. Like because they keep it like he keeps it very like even keel and it's like don't get too high when you're high. Don't get too low when you're low. But I don't know. Maybe I think he needs a, a kick in the pants and maybe just what's their schedule like in the beginning of the year? Well, and also the kick in the pants that you allude to before we get to the schedule is on campus and played. Cade Klubnik, five-star quarterback, played 15 of 23. That's the good news. We did talk about that. Yeah, when we talked about them in our rankings, we did talk about how, like, um, there is someone waiting in the wing, and that might be the pressure that he needs to really step up. God, they're – I mean – their schedule's not really fantastic. They can never, ever, their fans can never, ever, ever complain about Alabama playing no one. Um, um, I know these these yeah, these out-of-conference ones are scheduled like 80 years in advance, but um, yeah, I'm guess, definitely... Um, I mean, they could lose to, I don't, like, I gotta say, uh, the opener versus at Georgia Tech, like, they almost lost that fucking game this year, right? I like yeah. Um, you got at Wake a month in, which is, and then you got Wake and NC State. Yeah. These are not, that's like. They're not bad teams, but this isn't like. You play Miami at the end of the year. So the problem is, so you have the freshman who played and was fine, but really not all that productive. Um, you've got a really good running back. You've got a team that's coming back from injury, but the DJ, I, I, God damn it, Paige. When I saw this as a, uh, when he was a freshman, it was like the surest thing you had. You had like a yeah. number one player in the class. You don't, you know, the surest thing you could have with a quarterback. It really did feel like, honestly, that there was no way that this would end up in the situation that it's in. Not that all hope is lost, but it kind of feels no. like we're getting towards a way that when he's struggling against Georgia Tech on the road, in the opener, people are going to be calling for him to be benched. And I hope that's not the case because yeah. I want him to do well. Yeah. I mean, I want him to do well too but it's you're right I feel like we're at a point where it's like okay either he's good or he's not like he's he's either made yeah. for this or he isn't um and also like I I don't know if we discuss this at all but like if he doesn't end up playing this year and loses his job does he transfer and go somewhere yes. else like yeah and because of the nature of what we're seeing I feel like that's just like the the road through call which is so funny because we will get to actually do you want to talk about Davos comments now Yes. That we're talking about Clemson because this is actually kind of funny to me that oh. like one of his points was that he was like, I don't want to devalue education. I'm like, that's interesting because NIL is keeping kids in school because they're the kids that um, need the education and aren't going to the NFL or not, you know, or not proving themselves to be, you know, high draft picks or all of that. They're staying because they can make money while still going to school. Um, But I'm curious because of how like college football is now we're seeing kids especially with like their covid year like getting there's kids that are there forever i feel like we're seeing kids play out their full college potential to maximize whatever they can and now with nil i think you're going to see more kids do that um and a guy like dj is incredibly marketable i'm curious to see if he's in any dr pepper commercials this year um no (laughs) but if that's an impact you never know maybe they'll like do it just in case he's good i don't know because like you said it was a sure thing but it was, very it, interesting. Um, we sh- we got to talk. I I'm really struggling with the Davos stuff. Yeah, and uh, and I want to talk about that too. I'm glad you brought that up. 
because I'm more fixated on the spring game than probably the biggest story in college, in college football. football. I've got some, and, and I and I have I have some quotes. This is from ESPN. And I'll read these. There's a handful of them. So here's Dabo. I think there's going to be a complete bull up, especially in football, and there needs to be. I think eventually there will be some type of break in other divisions. Right now you got everybody in one group. It's not feasible. Alabama has different problems in Middle Tennessee. We're trying to make them all the same, and it's not. It's just not. I think you'll have 40 or 50 teams and a commissioner, and here are the rules. I don't necessarily disagree with that. That's not why he's yeah. getting in your no. shit, right? No. Um, so here you go to the point. I'm against anything that devalues education. That's what I'm against. I'm for anything that incentivizes education. People come after me because I'm always said I'm against the professionalism, college athletics. And I am kids don't know what they don't know. There's a slippery slope. If you're a professional college athlete, if you're, if you are, prof- uh, professionalized college athletes, and now you've got salaries and taxes and blah, 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 blah. What pissed me off is First off, he basically said he's not going to use the transfer portal. And then when he was asked about his salary, Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm not going to apologize Apologize for for success. Yes. Okay. And basically talked about it being a free market. Mm Mm-hmm. Dabo, I have have interviewed Dabo probably about 10 times. I've sat in his office three or four. I like Dabo. I really do. I think Dabo is a kind man. You talk to players. I've talked to dozens of his players. They love him. Love him. Like, yeah. And not just bullshit. They love him. It's a weird relationship because I'm not sure a coach has been has hurt themselves more over the past three to four years with comments they say like this, which are out of touch, than Dabo. So he runs a program and he, quote unquote, runs it the right way, right? Air quote. Um, he's <laughs> a good guy. He's a good man. He cares about his people. Even the stuff with like Venables and Jeff Scott yeah. and his coaches, like – he wants them to succeed. And like and yet there's this fucking veil of common sense. Like it's just this thing that like especially when it comes to athletes getting money that he just will never come around to. And it's I'm really torn because I do think Dabo is genuinely mostly really great for college football and has helped out so many people. But this part of it is like I, I just want to like snap my fingers in front of my like, dude. No, you can't say these things anymore because you're just going to get dragged for it. And he is. Well, I thought there another interesting comment he made was he said, Clemson is still going to get players that Clemson has always gotten despite this. I understand this is part of it. And maybe they don't keep getting players that they used to get because of this. Yes, they're still going to get good players. They're still Clemson. I get it. They're, they are still going to get good players. Are they going to miss out on certain players because of the stance? Sure. In a couple years, this is this when, and also to his point, it's a free. It basically, what he's saying is it's a free market, but we should not make it a free market for kids because they're kids. I, like the, he's, he has to grow up, like or the game is going to grow. Well, up without and him. also he used an example. He's like, well, the CEO of Delta is probably not being paid as much as the guy who's you know, putting bags in the plane, but they're equally as important. Buddy. Buddy. These people don't, these players don't work for you. If your point is that you're trying not to devalue education, they're there to get an education while also playing football. They don't work for you. They play for you, but they don't work for you. So like, that is the point is like, those are jobs. That's a legit job. That is a job that you do. These are, if they're kids, it's just unbelievable how dense these, 
like comments are when it's like, if you really think about it, if you really process everything that you're saying, it just, it's so counterintuitive. I just don't understand why he doesn't yeah. see that. And he, like you said, people are always going to criticize him. And like you said, I agree. He's good for football. He's a good person to his core, but come on, let's, let's try and think about our words a little bit when we're I, talking about student athletes in in this manner, especially because we're in a day and age where, like, I'm surprised that there are lots of players that do want to go play for him based on some of this stuff. But like you said, they get to know him personally. So I feel like a lot of it is what he says up front. And, yes, he he is a good person. But I I just wonder at what point do we, like, start to, like, point out the, like, what you're saying is like kind of not. There's some hypocrisy. Right. It's yeah. hypocrisy when you're getting paid ten million dollars a year, whatever the hell his salary is, because the market deems that's your value. He's like, I'm fifty seven pl- years old. Well, like, but but like, is- you've got TikTokers now that are making. Uh, okay, you like, took the words are, out of my mouth. I'm like, there are eighteen year old TikTokers that live in ten million dollars homes dollars. Yes. that are yeah. making like, so much money. Like what? So we're saying that like college because people choose to be college football players that they shouldn't do no. that. Like and I the agree, th- the market it's out of control. It's out of NIL control, and it will correct itself. It will it correct will. itself. It's but, because, but yeah. So are the coaches' salaries? They're out of control. Yes. Like if we if we want to go down this route and say, you know, a double a state employee shouldn't be making this when a Clemson teacher is probably making, you know, fifty five or sixty grand a year working as many hours yep. as Dobble, like I can do this. Yeah. I can, I can be a dick on this and say, let's do it. Like, and, and also here's the other thing, this whole transfer portal thing. It's a separate conversation where he says my transfer portal is sitting in my locker room or on my bench or whatever. Like buddy, go ahead and say that. But Alabama, and Nick Saban is also kind of complaining about NIL in his way and, and not complaining, but basically saying, Hey, you know, we're just purchasing players at this point. And, He's yeah. right. He said That's it's how not it was always going to be. Which is fair. It's not sustainable. It's happening right but, now and they're going to take advantage of it, but it's not sustainable. You know, you know who sounds like they're doing great in Alabama spring practice? Burton, Gibbs, Ricks. Three players that were not on that team last year yep. that are probably going to lead Alabama to a college football playoff again. Yep. That weren't there. That Nick Saban adapts. And he doesn't agree with it. He certainly doesn't agree with all of this. But he knows that you know, and he'll strategically say what he does mm-hmm. because he knows his voice has influence and maybe we'll at least, you know, spark some conversations about change. Yeah. Maybe, These are the rules. You gotta maybe, do it. maybe Davo's heart's in the right place. It just gets lost between his heart and his mouth because when he says things like, for example, the, the Delta employee thing, it's like they don't work for you. And also you're not the ones paying them. NIL is pay, the their name they're being paid for their name image and like this I understand it's a loophole but it's just so funny that it's like it's just so involved in recruiting it's like now it's just, involved in recruiting because it's on the books. You can't really openly and honestly talk about depriving young people money when you make so much of it. And even if your intentions are pure and deep down Dabo yep. thinks he is right that these people are too young to have this kind of wealth and there may be some merit to that. Who knows? When you make this kind of money, you open you're so susceptible just being yeah. absolutely shit on every time you you try to make a genuine point about it. it yes. I it's think it's very very difficult. This is something that I was taught by my mom that you can't complain about things if you can't come to the table with a solution 
or you want to be part of the solution. And I, I think for Dabo, I, he was asked in this interview, what are you doing to help the players that are coming to Clemson that are doing NIL stuff, whatever. If he's so concerned about it, then he needs to be involved with their compliance office and figuring out a way to make sure these kids know how to handle their money, know how not to be taken advantage of in these situations. But that's – and that guess what? If if that's not part of your, quote, job, then don't worry about this. Then don't – if it if it's not affecting you – don't worry about it. Meanwhile, Alabama set up its like NIL chapter this week. Just yeah, to, you know. exactly. That's my point, though. Is is exact? Is like don't come, don't come to the table. I think that's the issue that I have with him. Is that he complains a lot about these things and gets mad and gives us all these analogies for what's happening, but never has like a solution. And I guess his solution is it needs to be blown up. But I mean, look at I mean, that's even not a on, solution though. Like that's no, not it's a, not. <laughs> that's a lazy solution. Like, it's a lazy solution. I, I do admire, though, like literally for the last five years, he's had the same take and yeah. he gets fucking dragged every time. Well, but he he's like, it you know, a little one to make a it where he's like, I'm all for name, yes. image, and likeness, but like. <laughs> Fuck this. Yes. But blow it up. Um, and to be fair, like you said, I think he's a good person. I think he's good for football. He's a great football coach. We know these things. I just don't understand why. He hasn't evolved. I think that's the part that bothers me is people that stay the same. Yes. Like, the game has clearly changed. No, he is actually so genuine to himself and to people that you're getting all of him, for better or worse. Yeah. And and again, I go off of what I've heard from a lot of people and just time spent in evaluating him, in doing interviews in this massive office and looking down at his shoes. And these are probably 10-year-old shitty boat shoes. Like, you could read a lot about somebody's shoes. And Dabo is just Dabo. <laughs> the haircut, the shoes, I would, like, you know. I would love to spend a day with him. Just, like, seeing how he interacts with people. I would just love to spend a day, like like a a Monday with him during the season. And just see what it's like. I, yes. Maybe we do I, that. I, we, we should do that. Their facility is awesome. Mini golf course, nap room, barbershop. Slide. Slide, which I've done. A, Wait, you have? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. First time well, I was there, like three Do or four months video after it opened. In their facility. And, and uh, <laughs> um, Tim. Oh God, why am I blanking his last name? But he was like their longtime SAD, who's now retired. One of the nicest humans in the sport. Uh, I'm like looking at the slides, and he's just like, "You want to do that, don't you?" I'm like, God, yeah, right. I want to do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Me road too. trip to Clemson. Yeah, no I food. doubt that they let us in after this rant, but I mean. <laughs> I, uh, I, quick Clemson story. I am doing a profile. I forget on who. It may have been a Dabo profile. This was probably six years ago, five, six years ago. Okay. If you've driven from Greenville to Clemson, it is, it's about an hour. And I got in late, flight delayed, and it's really, it's really fucking dark. Like, it is really dark at night. So I'm driving on this road, and I am lost, despite the fact that I've been there before. I am good. I'm speeding. I get pulled over. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've been pulled over since. I am not a speeder. Okay. I don't know what the speed limit is. So I get pulled over. Cop comes up. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I say, I'm, I'm sure really sorry, said. man. I'm kind of lost. Like there's no lights out here. I go, he's like, oh, it's all good. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to drop it. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm doing a story on, Clemson and Dabo, and <laughs> I'm, I'm interviewing him. I did. Oh, I totally did. And he goes, Dabo, 
That is a great, great man. I'll tell you, your exit is right up here. Up, you follow me. So he gets up, like this is like one in the morning, gets on the road, and I follow him off the exit, find my hotel. He gave me a a road to my hotel. Like and I wasn't no speeding that bad. No ticket. Oh, obviously, no ticket. And I said that I was there doing a story about him. Um, you know, I'm sure he's pro- I don't know, maybe he has heard that before. And I was just, I, you know, I'm like, hey, man, I don't know what this, I, there's no signs here. Dabo, that is a great man. I'm going to take you. And I got an escort. So, yeah, I I'll mean, you, he's man, in that, the perfect place for the people that worship him, literally. But I, that is an amazing story. I'm glad you used oh, it to it your great. advantage. Um, yes. Anything for football. Like in certain places, anything you could really football. drop that. Like if, if this was like Tucson, Arizona, you could be like, look, I'm doing a story on the Arizona basketball team. And they wouldn't even, they'd be like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, whatever you want to do. Um, Absolutely. Sports rule all really is what we're saying. So if you get in trouble in a city or state, just think of where you could be going. <laughs> or, yes, for sure. You're like, sorry, my my kid, I'm meeting him at the the whatever game. It's his first one. Really play that up and see how it works. Sports. Don't break the law, though. You can get yourself out of a ticket. but Don't speed. Goddamn. Um, it, yeah, it was not good. Not good driving by me. Um, good driving by... Look at this. Look at this Sedway. Oh. Sh- Scotty Scheffler in the Masters. Um, so I am trying to figure... I love golf. We love. We obviously devoted we a lot golf. of time to the Masters uh, last segment. I'm trying to figure out... If I, I don't hate Scotty Scheffler by any means, but I'd also, he's not like uber likable either. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like the personality and like, it's just, I'm trying to grab, he's amazing. He's having one of the greatest years so far ever, but I, I'm trying to get the spirit to catch on here. Okay. So I don't agree with this, but this is my take on why you feel that way. Because he sort of looks like every other, like, tax accountant or, like, former frat president who's turned tax accountant. And if he wasn't good at golf, like, you wouldn't. Unassuming. You wouldn't. He doesn't look like he's going to kill a golfer like Justin Thomas does. Um, He just, he's not, like. He's not Ripped. No, he's, but he's just, like, a droid. That's amazing at golf. And the scene with his wife obviously was really, really cool. That that was where I was like, okay, I, I'm starting That's to get the vibes of this. What, well, and when he talked about like having cried to her before and was like super vulnerable, I that sort of appreciated cool. that because especially in the sport of golf, to like admit that you were like very – because he's cool, calm, and collected on the course. But to admit that you were extremely vulnerable in a moment of being That's like, cool. I don't know if I can do this was amazing. Um, I will say his wife – um something that I've noticed over his course of winning over the last few months is that she is fully prepared in terms of fashion to be there waiting for the winner at these tournaments. She I'm knows very, the very coming. impressed. Um, yeah. I looked up how much her dress, I wanted to buy the dress that she was wearing um, when she greeted him. Yeah, it's um $600. And uh, for all my TikTok people, yeah, we're in a different tax bracket. That's a, that's a sound you wouldn't yeah, get, a, but. but yeah, um, that's, that's a pretty... Uh, but it's I, an expensive dress. I like Scotty Scheffler. I really do. Because I do think that, I don't know, like, maybe he's going to be what we thought Jordan was going to be. That might be really Well, mean. that's an interesting point because Justin Thomas was there and he's kind of, he's kind of held on. Like, Justin Thomas is still there yes. doing his thing. But um, 
is this like we could be seeing is this the one is this is the this, one who like we weren't necessarily like paying attention to but i will have to i do have to say this if i have to hear one more time that scotty scheffler went to the same high school as matt stafford and clayton kershaw i'm going to scream i get it's, that it's, you guys that detail is cool and that he won his first um he had his first tour win the day that the the Rams won the Super Bowl at the Waste Management. Oh, but like I get it, but just enough. I mean, the tweets were like yes. days later. I'm like, we understand. They also didn't. It's not like they were friends and went there at the same time. All of that stuff. No, but um, just for that, the golf broadcast. Please come up with something else. Um, it's an easy. Uh, it's, it's definitely an easy, an easy factoid. Well, um, and and then um, uh, there is the factor that, like, okay, Jordan also personality-wise, like, I, people rooted for him for sure, but Jordan had, like, a a side of him where we'd see him get really upset about things and stuff like that. And I feel like with Scotty Scheffler, he has the, like, mental strength that maybe Jordan yes. didn't have. And, like, also Jordan's now had to change his swing and all this stuff because of just everything that compiled for him mentally – and I'm I'm curious because of the mentality that Scotty Scheffler has, if like that plays more. I mean, he's obviously very good at golf. Like that's oh, that's sure. besides the point. But watching some of the guys that we've like like put as like the next whoever um over the years, he's the first that I've seen that really has kept it um kept the men- his mental game in check. Cause even JT has his moments. I, even this week he was pissed. But I mean, that's oh, how yeah. he gets himself like revved up. I feel like when Jordan gets mad, it like it, that's it. You take him out of it. JT gets mad. It's like, okay, he might come out of this better and it might be okay. Um, but a guy I do want to talk about that has been criticized oh so much oh boy, is Roy McIlroy. Because obviously the Masters is the one major that he hasn't won for the career Grand Slam. And every year we hear the stories about all of this and talk about a guy who's had mental struggles and has walked off courses, thrown fits, all of the things. But... Now he's like um married, has a kid, and I we were watching I was watching the like golf channel, um like them of him just like putting and like getting warmed up and stuff. And before the tournament started and they were like, Yeah, I mean, I just don't think Rory can be selfish enough to be able to win the Masters and more majors because he just like has other things that he's focused on, which is like not a bad thing, but like I just think that that may get in the way. And that made me so mad because I feel like we've seen, like, the best version of Rory ever since he's, like, gotten married and had a kid. And, like, you've been able to see him, like, sort of regroup and be able to do things and hold himself to a different, like, standard. Like, I don't know. It just annoyed me that that was what they were saying because I understand the yeah. the thought process of, like, Tiger, his and, – and, like, you can equate it to, like, Kobe. Like, that was their thing. That was their focus. It was all that mattered. And, yes, they had other things, but, like, they really were selfish in certain ways – to make these things happen. But I don't think it has to be that way for everyone. And I think for someone like Rory, he was in a very selfish phase for a while and it didn't work. So I think this is going to help him balance it out. And also watching him on Sunday was like one of the most exciting things ever because it just looked like he was so happy. And I mean, that moment with him and um, uh, Colin Morikawa at 18 was probably one of the best golf moments. They called shit on? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that he ruined. Well, it was, I mean, I was so pissed because as soon as he said it, I knew exactly who he was talking about, too. I was like, no. Um, But I think 
that was a huge, I think that was a big, beautiful golf moment that had nothing to do with like, yes, of course it was cool that they both hit those out of the, out of the bunker, but like, it was cool to just see them both cheering for each other and both being excited for each other. And it, it kind of brought the human aspect back to, to golf a little bit. Well, you know, Rory is like the problem with Rory. If you've ever been to a tournament and been on a range and watched him swing, you wonder why the fuck will this guy ever lose a golf tournament yes. ever again? Yes. It's like, ridiculous. It, it is. It is. His ball is so much higher. The swing is beautiful. Like I'm not a golf. I'm not going to do this golf swing expert guy, but you just watch <laughs> them like side by side and you're like, Oh my God, this is the greatest golfer I've ever seen. And you get the moments like you got on Sunday. Like, I think when Rory's game is on, it's like it's it is magic. It, there's something about it. It's just magic to watch. It's something that I haven't seen with Scheffler. Like we're saying, yeah. oh, is it like Rory has magic? And the problem is too, like post Tiger, he's coming in as Tiger's transitioning to the back half, and they were friends and attached at the hip. So like we probably set the expectations ridiculously high, and his golf swing allowed us to do it. The interesting yeah. thing about Rory, though, you're right. Like so, he became a family man mm-hmm. and you talk about like perspective and quotes and poignant viewpoints and deep honest thoughts like he's the best quote in golf like yeah he'll say exactly what it is on anything on and anything that is, oh, i mean everything like social issues golf yes. issues like yes. everything like rory has become kind of the vocal like you know center point of the sport and mm-hmm. i think that's that's awesome like it doesn't have to always be about winning but Jesus, when he is on, and this is where I think people are like struggle with Rory because when he is on, it, the presentation is so incredible that it's hard to it's hard to think about anything else. Yeah, no, it. God, I love him. I I mean, I'm convinced if if there was a, a feature out there that Rory would eventually win a Masters, like I'm I'm team he'll win a Masters for sure before his career is over. How old is he? Like, he's not he, that old. I mean, but the fact he, that he, that's a that's the thing though. The fact that like because now okay his and he's had his struggles at Augusta, which is fair. Um, he's thirty two only. I I mean, and people are legitimately kid. like capping on him for the fact that he has like other things in his life. I mean, golfers play until forever, and they've all had families and all of these things. Tiger oh. is more of a family person now than he was before. Like. I don't know. Like it just we shit on we when he got bulked up, we yes. shit on that. Well, not we. I think it's great. Like we we everything he has done is met with some sort of recoil. So yeah. people just need to you know the guy's worth. I don't know what his net worth is. Probably over a hundred million dollars. Like yeah, something ridiculous. Like, you know what? Sometimes like as is is just fine. And if I'm Rory McIlroy, like. It doesn't have to be tiger cutthroat. I will do anything to win this green jacket. Like it, you know, th- that's an unfair bar. It's, yeah. Clearly said. It doesn't have to be that way. I think people got so spoiled with, with how, you know, tiger's mental game and how, you know, it's like, some people can be like that. Some people don't have to. Scotty Shep, like yes. there's no world, like no offense to tiger. Cause I love tiger. Obviously very happy to see him back Me out too. there. Um, but there's no world that tiger woods says in a press conference that he cried before a no his last round at Augusta Terminator. because there's no way but like again yeah. this is somebody who's like has control of his like he's able to like put that aside 
and say, okay, I'm going to dominate and I'm going to be great. Like that's just, Um, there's just something special about being able to do that in a different way. That's not the way that like Tiger did it, but I still think he'll be very successful. And I do like Scotty Scheffler, but I, I get why you, I think I'm, I'm trying to remember where I heard that, where someone also said that take of like, he doesn't strike me as somebody that like we would normally like, he just doesn't have like the athlete vibe at all. Um, my last take on this will be, uh, when he's screwing around with putting on 18, I know he had strokes to spare. I had such anxiety page. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Don't don't. And, like if you're lose if you lost bets because people lost bets because of that. Yeah. Of overall, I mean, like, any I don't think he would have missed it. Like it's an awkward situation to have that kind Let's of a go. lead. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I had to watch that through my hands. Like it was painful. Oh, uh, it was. It like hurt because you also just like feel bad. But also, I think about like me in those moments. Like, I, there's no way. I wouldn't be able to hit oh, no. a single putt if it was like silence. There's all would these be people. Shaky. <laughs> I mean, it would be on the green, like, like, and, and I think, no, I, I agree though, by the Did, way, the honesty of like that he cried, that he wasn't worthy, like, you know, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's, he's already grown on me in, in, you know, processing that. Because leave it, that leave is, it to me to try and convince you because I will convince yeah, you that no. the nice guy finishes first always. But, um. Well, if he keeps kicking ass too, by the way, we're just all. He's very good at golf. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like that's going to like, <laughs> like. We will have no choice but to say, like, all hail, like, the greatest golfer in the universe. Yeah, so, Scotty Scheffler. But, yes. yeah, I mean, it It was such a fun Masters, and I felt like there was so much, like, life brought back into it. And it was it was really fun, and I'm sad that it's over. I also really want to go next year. Like, yeah, really want to go. Um, I, I also, if this is a PSA, I tried to get open championship tickets. Okay, I submitted my ballot, didn't get any. If anyone would like to spare a ticket, I will fly overseas and go to St. Andrews because there's nothing more that I want than to so go you're with asking you. for it. Yes. Yes. Oh, if, it'd be amazing. if anyone who listens to this podcast, send it to send this episode specifically to everybody that works at Golden Tee that may have a friend that works at the PGA Tour. Just do what you can. I feel like I need to be there. Tiger said he's going. I have to go. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, we need to do a pod from the Masters next year just oh my god can you imagine actually i told you this last week that i like made azaleas those will get you those will get you that's trouble um i also will say i did have a friend um who was at the masters this year with her dad he's like a football coach in alabama his name is nick saban um but i may have saw that on the on the gram yeah on the gram but the best part is i don't know if you've seen the picture i just wanted to give kristen a shout out because they're the funniest picture is of nick watching jt and in the back, there's, like, three people between them. Strangers. But Kristen was standing, like, three people away from him. And she said, I saw the camera guy. And I was like, this is my moment. And she's like, I leaned this way. And there's a picture of Nick just, like, seriously looking, watching the golf. And I Kristen's did see like the serious Nick. Oh, and Kristen it. is just, like, in the background three people later. And I was like, you need to frame that because that is amazing. Um, I... But yeah, I, uh, we. I feel like a golf tournament, any golf tournament, really, we should go to because I feel like we would have a great time. Um, I, I feel like we're gonna need to to get a summer get together with like the yes. Kramer crew tailgate, the tailgate. Like we get out and you know, just saying, I've got tickets to every PGA Tour non Augusta edition said. of it. 
I, I got, I'm you just said, saying. I'll I'm go to any. Starting to plot my, my summer tours here. I love it. It's, it's actually funny. I, I tweeted, um, I think, gosh, it was at the beginning of the year where I was like, do you, would you rather go to a golf tournament or watch on TV? Most people would love to watch on TV because of like the, I mean, the Waste Management Open is a little different. It depends on the tournament. It really yeah, does. Yeah, it, it really does. Tournament. Like if you've ever been to Pebble Beach, like that going, like I'm like I don't care who's like I'm I don't care it's who's majestic. Golfing. It's the most beautiful. It's legitimately the most beautiful golf course I've ever been to. Um, it's it is spectacular. Yes, is, God, Pebble. You, you is go to you go to course. You like go to these tournaments. At least I do for the courses. Yes, not that's the golfers. same. The best, the, the best, the best ones you go. Augusta's that way. Pebble Beach is absolutely that way. TBC Sawgrass, I think it can be that way as well. It's, uh, oh yeah, we got to get out. You gotta, we got to get out. Is, golf is in a good place too. That's my resounding yes. takeaway is like, God, there's so many good young and players. Think about it. Like we're going to get a documentary from this season. Oh, I know. Also, like this is like news that's like happening today, but like the Saudi league is back again and there's like more rumors of people actually being a part of it. Is this a joke again? Like, I don't know what's happening. No, it's, it's, uh. It's, is it real? It's real. It's that Bubba real. and Kevin some, Na. I've got some. I've got some sources. It's like every golfer you hate watching on Sundays is uh, is going to probably be announced for this thing. It's pretty. What interesting. about Phil? Has anyone heard from him? Does anybody know where no, he is? No, he's. I think he's still. I think In he's hiding? still staying laying low. But there's a lot of money, but probably not a lot of other uh, high profile golfers to go with it. So all I'm saying, I'll, I'll say this: if you're if you're a golfer listening to this, going to that tour. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> like, good good luck. Just, I'll leave it at that. Um, all right, we got to get to our team. By the way, we don't have picks, but we do have pints. Two-Hearted Ale. I've done this before. Yeah, I'm going to say it, Paige. It's a top 12. Well, here's, here's all right, let me see. <laughs> top 10 drinkable IPA. Okay. I don't think it's in my top five, like, IPAs, period. But if you're at a an event and you know you're going to be there for a while and you only have one beer... Two Hearted Bells, great brewery, is like a beer you can lean into a bit. I like which I strategy. leaned into this one. Um, I cannot drink right. IPAs. If if I think the mission should be to find an IPA that I can drink, I just I don't I know can what do it that. Is. I choose to accept that mission. Okay, I think I could. Um, we'll I think it. we could make it happen. But we um, do need to right. talk about our our top twenty five. Yes. Do we need to recite our teams that we've done? Yeah, I'm I, I screw put, it up. I put them in list form for us. Oh, because I'm organized. Well, There's a new tab on the dock. Um, oh my god, look at that! I was wondering what that was. Clearly, okay. So here it is via page. This is all credit to you. Number one, we had Alabama. Number two, we both had Ohio State. Number three, we had both had Georgia. Number four, I had Texas A&M. You had <laughs> no Clemson. More. Um, <laughs> then I had Utah and Texas A&M, uh, then Clemson and Utah, and then we were back on track with Notre Dame. Yeah. So to date, all of the same teams have been used just in slightly different, different orders. orders. Are we going to keep that consistent? Or you, you can kick us off. What's, yes. what's the verdict here? I, for eight? So I told you that I was debating between a couple teams. This is where it gets weird for me because I also don't, there's so much change amongst like the teams that come next or just like the fact that they're even involved in these conversations, um, which we'll get to, but I am going to stick to the same page as you and go Michigan because I do think the leap that they made this year is just too big to like overlook. And it's not like they're, I mean, they're losing a decent amount and also coordinator wise and all of that stuff, but 
I feel like they've they've turned a corner and like Michigan. I don't want to say Michigan is back because that was another team I was debating. Um, a team that's notoriously always back. Um, but oh god, yeah. But what I'm not going to do to myself, I will wait. I'll be patient on that one. Um, but I I think that they are a good team. I think they're in the hunt. I think they're. Let's see. They're coming off a Big Ten title. Like just. I don't know. I feel like I don't want to shit on Harbaugh because he's done that so much and I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to be back on that train again. I feel like I him being good was good for football this year. Michigan being good was good. I, and I hate when people say that like, "Oh, when the blue bloods are good, it's good for whatever." I'm like, "Ugh." No, but it was good. I think it's you, good. I think it's good when there's no like beat down versus Ohio State and like that game is actually interesting. They they lose. So this is my team too. The concern I think will be on defense. Obviously, Hutchinson could be the number one overall pick. Um, you've got Daxon Hill. Um, you, you you lose like two of the best ends, edge rushers in college football. Like your pass rushers being gone, hurt. And then on the offense, it's like the opposite. You've got McNamara and McCarthy. I think it's one of the most interesting storylines in the sport because both looked really good. Their running backs were awesome. Their receivers, they had some injuries, should be better. Like, I know they lose uh, Gaddis, which I think is a huge loss. That was a, yeah. That's a painful one because he was great for them. But I think the offense could be really dynamic. Like, yes. you still got the Ohio State thing to deal with, and I know you, you slayed that dragon. But you go to Ohio State this year, and the offense, Ohio State's offense is going to be ridiculous. You worry about that. I think the one thing that if you're Michigan – Harbor really does develop talent quite well when you look at the last couple of years. So the defensive mm-hmm. line, like, yes, that's a that's a problem. But he's gonna he's gonna stockpile that. So yeah. there are holes for sure. But I think the offense, I, I'm really curious to see, you know, that that Georgia game, playoff game was interesting. They got their asses kicked. That part wasn't interesting. But the quarterback situation, McNamara was so solid, but then you watch McCarthy come in and is really got Gifts. Yeah. Like, really has gifts. That is a compelling they, – they played both of them last year. McCarthy was like their – you know, was the special package, like running QB. I, I don't know how they work that. That's a, that's a great situation to be in, but it's also yes. a difficult one I think they have. That's what I was – when I was looking between teams, that's what I noticed was that like everything that's been talked about, even their like spring games, because I know – I think it was McCarthy didn't play because he's dealing through some yeah. sort of injury. But they were yes. saying like no matter what situ- quarterback situation they end up in, it's a good one, and that's yes. always a positive. This is not a Clemson situation. We talked about a spring game with two quarterbacks playing. Like this is a situation where two are good, mm-hmm. but um, I'm a little surprised. Consistent. That- Actually, we should say. That there, there wasn't – yes. Um, I'm a little surprised that one of them has not transferred, to be honest. Like, like I I thought McNamara would transfer. I'm yeah. assuming he's still not in it. Because McCarthy was the five-star kid recruited, and you feel like it's going to be his team. But maybe not. Like, it, it's a really interesting race to watch. And again, if one of those kids <laughs> does transfer, it's going to be huge. Because they are really – I think both of them are really, really uh, – like could be really good in the right situation. Yeah, I so mean, we'll see what happens. Do you think part of it had to do with like every quarterback transferring this year and like the options? Probably. Not to say that he's not good and couldn't go somewhere good, but it's no. just like, would you rather be on a team that's like competing for a playoff spot, or would you rather go to a team that you like? I don't know. And I think for that's sure. also something that Jim Harbaugh would sell really well. Like if I were, I think, like he would totally be like, would you rather do this or would you rather do this? We can do it together. We're brothers. Like all of those things. Well, 
I think both of them probably think they're going to win the job too. And, and probably rightfully so. Like, I mean, McNamara, like outside of like had that throw against Ohio state, but otherwise was awesome. Like, yeah. So, so I, you know, I mean, it could be like a Jalen to a situation where they like actually really respected each other and clearly it worked out for the both of them. So, um, no, I, I'm with you. All right. So we're still clean through eight. We, We have the same teams. I need to put Michigan in the in the dock for both of us now, so we remember Michigan. The, the number, however, in, the horrible I said number earlier. No, what did you say? Number four. It had seventeen syllables. Uh, the way I said it, it. just sounded um, like you were maybe like talking to one of your kids. Um, it's about right. Um, <laughs> okay, so next week I teased Disney. I've got. I'm going to Disney in two less than two weeks. Uh, I have to I have to bring you behind the curtain, as I like to say, for my planning and the stress that this is causing me in my life. I have learned so much about this trip. Uh, I don't know if that's a selling point for next uh, week's pod, but it's coming you, regardless. So to next week's our last pod before you head out? We will have to figure out a Disney pod. Yes. The well, corner. I mean, yes, if we're going to go full the, Disney theme, there's lots of things yes. that we can talk about because I personally love Disney. Like I told you last time, oh I'm not God. a Disney adult because that's it's there's a negative connotation there. But I do. I did listen to like a very exciting Disney song before we recorded. Get myself pumped up. You OK, know? well, then this. Yes. Next week. I guess will be the Disney installment of No Punts Allowed. Yes. Sort of as a counter of what I my beliefs are in a lot of ways or the way I uh display myself in most of these pods but <laughs> i've learned a lot i'm going to I we will won't give you my swear breakdown. the whole podcast it would be a g-rated yes. podcast that you could listen it, to with your kids maybe maybe <laughs> um but yes that will be there and of course we'll get more news now and some draft stuff we should talk yes. a little draft stuff because it is interesting and um i think some of our favorite we've talked about some of our players that we like <laughs> i'm i want to talk about the quarterbacks next week because i think okay. the quarterback part of this is actually kind of intriguing and one of the guys i'm writing about yeah so Um, with that yeah we will do that hilarious i was just thinking about how like you know how when people have like merch shops for their for their podcasts and things like that and obviously something you and i will definitely consider but i was thinking like the thing we see the most is like peek behind the curtain but like that's just such a creepy shirt (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not like that's not the best like i feel like we have to find a way yeah we just have to like find a way to make that, but it's like you can't change it. It's too good, and that's become like no, a staple just, phrase on this podcast. It just might not be a t-shirt. Like, yeah, it that may not may be. Not be uh, it might be a lanyard or <laughs> a koozie um, or a koozie. Peek behind koozie. the curtain. Probably not a pair of pants either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it it is this phrase that we use a lot, and we do need a merch shop. Um, we do. All we'll right. get that going. This summer. We got so, it. We'll do it. We promise. All right. Sort of. Yes. For Paige, I'm Adam. Thank you, guys. We will talk next week. Mm-hmm.